Hi, I'm Carrie Hickenlooper at Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode number one, Tender Mercies, the Lord's Gift to You. Welcome to the very first episode of the Sister Scriptorian podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited to explore principles found in the scriptures and to liken them to our daily lives with the intent of lifting ourselves so that we can therefore be available to lift others. So let's get started. We'll begin at the beginning of the Book of Mormon with Nephi. I love Nephi. I am so grateful that every time that I recommit to read the Book of Mormon, that I have an opportunity to be tutored by this man of God. I admire the positive perspective that Nephi maintains. Not that I'm a negative Nelly, but I have gone down a path of negativity a time or two. And that is why I enjoy studying the reactions of Nephi, and I try my best to apply his successful patterns in my life. Despite wandering through the wilderness and dealing with difficult family members, despite hunger and thirst, or being constantly pushed outside of his comfort zone to look for solutions to his circumstances, Nephi remains positive. I have wondered what is the key to Nephi's success? Luckily, Nephi is good to us and doesn't leave us wondering for very long. We can find the answers to Nephi's positive perspective if we look at the first verse and the last verse of chapter 1 in the book of Nephi. So let's start with verse 1. In Sunday school, we always spend a lot of time on verse 1 because it is a verse that gives us some meat about who Nephi is. He tells us that he is born of goodly parents, and I sure appreciate that Nephi begins his set of scripture by honoring his parents. It gives me hope that one day my children are going to look back on their developmental years, and despite all of my mistakes, perhaps they will refer to my husband and I as good. We can hope, right? So he also teaches us that he is taught somewhat in all the learning of his father, and he says he had seen many afflictions and that he was highly favored of the Lord. He also says that he had seen many afflictions and that he was highly favored of the Lord. This is a good example of a son of God who is humble yet confident in the love that God has for him. I love his acknowledgement that the Lord played a significant role in his life. I hope that we too can say with confidence the same about ourselves. And if you can't at this present time, I hope by the end of this podcast and with a little jiggling of your perspective, you will feel an improvement in your relationship with deity. It's the next part though, I believe, is Nephi's secret sauce. He states that he has a great knowledge of the goodness and the mysteries of God. That, my friends, is transforming insight. Why? Because if I don't know the goodness of God, if I'm not familiar with his divine attributes, then I can have goodly parents, yet not feel compelled to follow the path of righteousness that they have modeled for me. I can learn the doctrine of Jesus Christ and acquire an intellectual knowledge of him, but not come to truly know Jesus Christ. 
I can be tenacious and I can persevere and survive many afflictions, yet not experience a softening of my heart, which afflictions play an intricate role in doing. Also, I can accept I am a child of God, and I can believe others when they tell me that He loves me. Yet if I don't personally come to know of His goodness and His attributes, then I will have an inability to feel Him or to hear Him. Because Nephi had a knowledge of the goodness and the mysteries of God, he was able to have his burdens made light while overcoming huge challenges. This is how Nephi was able to spiritually survive the wicked culture in which he grew up in. He grew up in Jerusalem around 600 BC, and this was not a culture that was friendly to people of faith. In fact, the messages of the prophets of the time was to repent or be destroyed. I'm sure you can imagine that such a message was not received well. In fact, to be a prophet around 600 BC was a dangerous endeavor. Nephi's own father, Lehi, had been called of God to deliver this message, and there were plans to kill him. I can't help but draw parallels between Nephi's time and our time today. We too live in a wicked culture that is becoming increasingly unfriendly to people of faith. It is a grand stewardship that we have to raise children in such a time. But here is a young man who maintained his testimony because he had a personal relationship with God. He had faith in God's attributes and recognized God's goodness playing out in his life. He refers to these personal influences of the Lord as tender mercies. This takes us to the last verse of chapter 1. Nephi makes a promise to us, a commitment if you will, that he is going to show us that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith. He tells us that the tender mercies of the Lord are what make us mighty even under the power of deliverance. So what does that mean? That means when we choose to act in faith and take time to see the good in our lives, we are going to see the goodness of the Lord. We are going to see how he is showing up for us in very personal ways. We are going to see that he brings us gifts, which will make us mighty and give us the power of deliverance from whatever we are in need of being delivered from. We are going to see him not only in the sweet, peaceful, and joyful moments when it is easy to see the Lord, but we are going to develop our eyesight to see him in the most painful, critical, and lonely moments of our lives. His ability to do this is what makes Nephi awesome. He knows who his power source is. He sees the gifts that the Lord is giving him. He acknowledges those gifts by expressing gratitude to the gift giver. And because he acknowledges and expresses thanks to the Lord, Nephi receives an added boost of strength and deliverance. That is why Nephi is known for his positive perspective. So what are tender mercies? 
Elder David A. Bednar, in his April 2005 General Conference talk, it's titled, The Tender Mercies of the Lord, identified some tender mercies that the Lord gives us. These gifts include individualized blessings, strength, protection, assurance, guidance, loving kindnesses, consolations, support, spiritual gifts. You know those spiritual gifts that were identified in your patriarchal blessings. Those are tender, merciful gifts given to you to help you along. You know when you have that appropriate sense of self-confidence and you are just feeling on top of things. You've got a spring in your step and you have confidence to handle whatever comes your way. Oh man, look to the side of you. That is the Lord showing up for you in that moment and he is making you feel strong. He gives us the tender mercy of repentance. He also gives us the tender mercy of forgiveness for our wrongs, but also the ability to forgive others. He gives us peace of conscience for our best efforts, persistence, fortitude, and cheerfulness. Basically, every good gift comes from God. So when you are faithfully moving through life and you are feeling confidence, joy, or fortitude, that is from the Lord. When you have studied out a problem, prayerfully sought out Heavenly Father's will, and then receive a nugget of information that lightens the path before you, that is a tender mercy from the Lord. During our moments of vulnerability and hesitation, if we could just see how the Lord is offering us protection, despite the less than ideal circumstances we find ourselves in, we will feel strength in knowing the Lord is merciful to us. That is the way the Lord shows up for us, delivering the power we are in need of in order to press on. I love it when you're having a conversation with someone else, and then all of a sudden you begin to see them a little differently. You begin to have a glimpse of how Father sees them, their good intentions, their strengths and contributions. Have you ever considered that this is a tender mercy? It is a deliverance from human emotions such as criticism and judgment and competition, which stunt our progress. Instead of feeling these limiting emotions, the Lord fills us and strengthens us with love and an accurate perspective of the worth of another person's soul. It feels heavenly, doesn't it? I think when we are at our best, us women are good at this. We are good at lifting others. When we are having those conversations with each other, when we are reaching out to each other and lifting one another, we feel encouraged, hopeful, and we experience a spring in our step. This is what the Lord means when he promises to make us mighty. It is his power that is giving us the boost we need to carry out our day. And boy, does Nephi fulfill his intention he makes to us to show us how tender mercies work. In a brief read of 1 Nephi, I counted over 70 times in which Nephi shows that actions taken in faith were blessed with power from the Lord. He shows us repetitively that by taking steps in faith, 
the Lord showed up, strengthened him, which enabled him to accomplish what he needed to do. As a daughter of God, this speaks to me. We live in a world where there is so much noise that fills our minds with thoughts of inferiority. The Lord knew that that would be the circumstances that we would be developing in. So in His wisdom, He developed a way in which He could show glimpses of Himself to us every day. Not to take over our agency and make everything better, because that wouldn't be His plan, but to empower us when we choose His way. It is up to us to acknowledge the gift giver, though, and to not contribute anything to our own power. It is important to recognize that it is all from Him. Those feelings of strength and support and joy, love, consolation, peace, and the ability to do something beyond our natural abilities are all gifts from Him. When you begin to notice how often the Lord is showing up for you, it is inevitable you're going to have a change of heart. Your loneliness will begin to dissolve, to be replaced with fortitude. Your confidence will increase with your acceptance as the Lord as your partner. This will fill you with boldness as you become committed to obeying the gift giver. If you have periods in your life in which using your faith feels like a white-knuckled experience because you're filled with anxiety, you may want to pay extra attention and focus on looking for tender mercies. I have been there. And these moments are, for me, little indicators that I am probably relying too much on my own strength and not enough on the strength that the Lord is prepared to deliver to me. When I take faithful action and then look for the Lord's goodness by contributing everything back to Him, it is then that I get to see the fruits of my faith. My love for Him deepens because I see how He is there for me. It then becomes easier to accept that He loves me, just as I am. No change is required. Okay, friends, I extend to you a call to action. It's time for you to go and get one of those really cute journals. Don't you love journals? For me, technology will never be able to replace a beautiful hardcover journal. I'm a sucker for journals. So go and get one and make it your tender mercy journal. At the beginning of it, write down all of the tender mercies that you've heard on this podcast, that you've read in Elder Bednar's talk, or some additional ones that you're familiar with. Write them all down, make it like a master copy at the very beginning of your journal that you can refer to. So to get started, I found it easier to reflect back on yesterday's good moments. Think about what made the day brighter? What were you grateful for that happened yesterday? What gave you strength? What happened that made your heart sing? I think a tender mercy journal is like a gratitude journal on steroids. Because you're capturing what you're grateful for and the good that is happening, but you are then going to reflect back on that master list of tender mercies and identify which one you've received in that moment. And as you get used to this and you develop your vision of seeing tender mercies, you'll no longer need to reflect back, but you'll be able to capture them in the very moment that they're happening. 
I have found that this is truly when joy and assurance is able to seep into my soul. I truly have felt a shift in perspective and a squaring back of my shoulders when I'm doing this on a consistent basis. Next, I encourage you to be a sister scriptorian and get into the scriptures. Do a quick read of First Nephi and make a note of all of the times that Nephi highlights that a faithful action taken was strengthened by a tender mercy from the Lord. Count them up and then go to sisterscriptorians.com and let me know how many you found. Let me know which one was your favorite tender mercy that Nephi received or which one surprised you that you had never thought about it as being a tender mercy before. Remember, Nephi's intent was to show us that this is how the Lord works in the lives of those who are faithful. So don't be stingy when you're trying to decide if it was a tender mercy or not. My opinion is that Nephi purposely wrote this set of scriptures for every mercy to be counted. I promise you that if you go about this exercise, you will feel uplifted and draw closer to your Heavenly Father. Now, as a side note, please know it isn't uncommon as mortals to see the Lord bestowing good gifts upon us, yet experience discomfort because it is too painful to accept His help or His goodness. The hurt can be awfully big, but please be kind to yourself. Give yourself some time and some space to make the perspective shift. In time, His tender mercies will heal all of that. Just keep practicing at seeing Him show up for you. Once you feel empowered by this experience, you are going to want to lift others and help them see the tender mercies in their lives. And of course, the most likely place you will want to start is with your family. A good place to start is around the dinner table. I don't know about your home, but the dinner table at the Hickenlooper household can sometimes get rowdy with everyone competing for time to talk, and sometimes the conversation can get a little sketchy. In the past, we've taken turns playing good thing, bad thing, where each child or family member really gets to say one good thing that happened and then one bad thing that happened. But a good way to up-level this game is to talk about the good thing that happened and then help them identify how they felt strengthened in that moment, and then help them learn which tender mercy that they were experiencing from the Lord in that moment. Another idea is to keep a family journal of the tender mercies that each family member is receiving, or try encouraging your family to have a prayer in which they only express gratitude for the tender mercies that the family members received that day. What a good memory game to encourage not only hearing a family member speak, but also remembering what they said. Call it active listening, if you will. Remember to share your experiences with us at sisterscriptorians.com or on our Facebook page. Your experiences will lift us and help us in our attempt to capture the good that the Lord is doing in our lives. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could take time to rate this podcast and then share it with your friends. Despite the messages of the world, there is power in the daughters of God. And the goal of this podcast is to tap into the natural gifts that the Lord has given us as we learn, liken, and lift others. Thanks for tuning in. Keep moving forward until we meet again next week. Bye.